Hey, welcome back to Salted Hash. I'm your host, Steve Reagan. Today we're going to talk about mobile threats. As you can see from around me, I'm at the RSA conference, so stay tuned and I'll be right back. Welcome back. As I said, my name is Steve Reagan, senior staff writer at CSO Online. I am joined by Will LaSala, and we're going to talk very, very briefly about uh, mobile threat models. You see, as I look around the show floor here, I'm looking at roughly two or 3,000 people within my line of sight, and all of them have a phone on them. But I bet not a single person in here understands what kind of attack surface that presents them with. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to mobile threats, what are some basic things that salespeople or engineers or con goers need to understand about what's in their, their device. Yeah, so the first thing is, right, looking at these people, how many of you think are just locking their phones? None. I, you, you, and maybe if they do, it's a very simple crazy, form. Right? Yeah, That's the first thing you gotta be looking at, is just simple lock your phone security, right? Put a timeout on there, do some type of simple on there. Once you're getting beyond that, right, that's, the attacks start to get a little bit more sophisticated, so it's probably not, you know, your mom and pop attacking your phone or hacking your phone. Probably some threat attacker out there. Um, and so the attacks that you're looking at, um, so most common are, you know, applications that are being loaded. Right now, cryptocurrency, right? They want to get a miner onto that app phone. So they're going to take your good application, you know, that, that notepad application, that calculator application, they're going to wrap it up and they're going to put a, a crypto miner in there. And when you install that application silently behind the scenes, that crypto miner is going to get on that phone and kill the phone, meaning that it's just going to eat the processing power out of that and make it so slow, right? Leave it on the charger while they're walking around exactly. and it's just going to kill their battery. Exactly. What about everybody who's sending text messages or uh, sensitive emails across the conference Wi-Fi here. Not to say that our Wi-Fi at, at RSA is insecure. The conference Wi-Fi is secure, but there's also the Moscone Wi-Fi, yeah. and somebody's walking around with a backpack right now, they've set up their own little mobile hotspot. Absolutely. I've seen this on my SSID line, and it's, it's pretty funny. Um, it's, it's FBI Van 07. <laughs> now, those of us who attend other hacker conferences, we recognize that immediately as a troll, yeah. but what if somebody connected to that? What if the, the, the hotspot hot they're connecting to isn't as secure as it could be? What kind of threats are they looking at? Yeah, and so that's just another portal into your phone, right? So you got to think about those hackers out there. So they got an app on your phone, they convinced you to download it. So now you're just connecting to open wireless connections, right? And those open wireless connections are transmitting information. Maybe you're banking here at RSA on an open wireless connection, right? So that communication could be open and you can get all kinds of data from that. <laughs> I, I, I truly want to believe nobody's doing their banking from the show floor, that, right? <laughs> but I could easily see a sales guy sending out you know, emails that have like channel partners listed that they've just Absolutely. acquired or sensitive you know, sales funnel records, things Absolutely. like that, that easily would be compromised. So then, now that we've talked about the threats, what exactly, once you understand like the basic threat model that you have with your phone, what can you do to, to help yourself get yeah. over that? So there's a number of technologies out there. Well, some of the easiest ones to deploy are kind of application shielding technologies. So uh, you can take a, an app and kind of put it through a process that wraps the app up and protects the communication, protects it from the operating system, protects it from you know, repackaging and from even screen overlays, you know, where people put screens on top of your thing. And so that only takes a couple hours to get it through and deployed. 
That's the first and foremost. Then beyond that, you know, the DevSecOps, right? That's a big thing right now. And having security staff on your development team that can implement secure protocols and secure interfaces, right? Different biometric components, different, you know, library security protections, all of these different components. But really, the, the ultimate security is kind of make the everything secure. So build the trust in the user, make certain that the authentication is happening and you understand the user to the phone, protecting the app from the environment, protect, wrapping it, making certain it's been developed securely, and then protecting that communication to a back-end platform where the transaction's happening, right? And making that certain that's all secure. So again, we're using the crowd here as a backdrop, but most of them have their phone for work and they're doing it because it's convenient and easy of use. But one of the big drawbacks when you layer security onto a mobile device, particularly like a, a cell phone or a pad, is that there's a trade-off between performance, usability, and even battery life. So how do you justify or jive with that to keep things even keeled as best as you yeah. can? Yeah, that's a, that's a big move right now, is, is reduce the friction. Frictionless authentication, that's weird, right? You know, how do you, how do you prove that that's the user, that there's trust there, and that everything happens? Well, reality is you can start to take the context of everything that's happening. So take the context of what the user is doing, take the cute context of what's happening on the phone, like where they're located, um, what type of, how they got to the, to the application, what they're doing within the application, and then apply that model across all different phones and see what's happening throughout your organization, all those same transactions, and see what's happening, mm -hmm. right? And so if you apply all of that, you can start to build and understand, okay, maybe I don't need to prompt for a password every single time, right? And so it's still just as secure, um, because I have protected that whole environment. I've protected the network already with wrapping and what have you. I've protected the device by putting the, the hardening around it. And I've protected the user by using multi-factor authentication or you know, push or some other me mechanism there. So you can step up and adjust this on the fly and not impact your users. And that's really the, the, you know, the, the hopeful, what everybody wants, right? That makes perfect sense. So looking around the floor and, and considering we're officially in the first day of the con uh, of the expo hall being open but last night technically that everybody was roaming around when it came to the the type of, of mobile app protections i mean what are you hearing at the show this year that makes it you know a conversational piece for people what are yeah. their concerns yeah i mean the the biggest concern is really fraud right that's always been the concern right um, the beginning of this year was also this big thing about crypto mining you know i can't say it enough that that's on every media source right now, everybody's talking about crypto mining and how I can protect myself. Zero, fireless uh, attacks, all of these types of attacks that are all crypto mining attacks. And so that's one of the big ones. The next one is kind of, you know, um, where can I, what are the different maps, uh, threat maps that I can protect? You know, and where can I add this protection and how quickly can I do it, right? So there's some examples out there and we're using one of the examples here where what happens if uh, Apple Touch ID gets hacked tomorrow? You know, everybody that's using Touch ID, now they got to go through a whole development cycle to get a next app out. So how do we protect those app developers before that happens? You know, can I roll out a, a platform like Vasco's platform that allows you to make that change real quick and you don't have to go through a whole development cycle to do that? So. I'm trying to imagine the headlines if Touch ID got know, hacked. Huh? <laughs> I think the world would melt for that one. Like, there, there would not be a safe space anywhere on the internet. People would just be losing their minds. And things we have to think about, right? <laughs> and yet, I, I, I'm the bad guy here because the first thing I would do is laugh. I would, I would honestly laugh about it. I mean, you couldn't, you, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. 
So thanks again for coming on and hanging out with us. I do appreciate it. If you want to learn more about mobile technologies, defenses, and everything in between, check us out at CSOonline.com. I'm Steve Reagan. This has been Salted Hash. Um, you've heard it a couple times already. I'm out here all week at RSA, so expect more episodes, and we'll be on our way soon. See you next time.